Welcome to the Pre-Vet Pausecast. I'm Alex Avellino, your tour guide on the journey to becoming a veterinarian. Listen along as we provide you with tips, tricks, and tales on applying to veterinary school. Welcome back to season four of the Pre-Vet Pausecast, Binging the Application. I'm Alex Avellino, and today's episode features an advising session with an animal sciences and wildlife ecology student who is starting to consider which field of vet med she'd like to pursue. You'll notice that all names have been removed to protect confidentiality. I want to thank this student's willingness to record their session to help listeners start thinking about what kind of career and lifestyle they want and is realistic after their DVM degree. Four hours for vet school. Do they want different categories that are between like volunteering to having like a paid position? How would you go about that? I would do, yes, they love paid work. So if you told me I only have paid experience with a vet, I would say that's totally fine. You don't need to go get volunteer experience. It's not like you have to check both of those boxes. Volunteer experience is fine. We're happy to see it. So you can get as many volunteer hours as possible. The bottom line is mentorship from a vet. And if you have a paid position, like as a vet tech or vet assistant, you're going to get more of that. So paid is preferred. And in the state of Florida, we're super lucky since we don't have to have any accreditation or certification for vet techs and vet assistants. So you can go and do that. And then when it comes to number of hours, I would shoot for at least 500 would be great. Um, And then variety wise, and just know that like you're competing against some students who have like 3000 hours. So just keep that in mind. And then variety wise, you would want to do the majority of your hours and what you think you want to do or what you're writing your essays about. I would try to get large animal experience too. And then whatever else you want to get. So do you know what kind of vet you want to be? I think I want to do exotic animals and if not like emergency medicine with small animals. Okay. So those are quite different. Uh, (laughs) You have exposure to either of those fields yet? In, okay, so I'll be a junior this year. My freshman spring, I volunteered at the UF's Animal Hospital in the zoo department and in the emergency or the ICU. Okay, so yes. Is that the last time you had those experiences? Yeah. So if you're a junior now, you're a rising junior? Yeah. Okay, so you plan to apply next cycle? Yeah. Okay, so if you decide to write either one of those essays, you're going to want to make your goal to get, you know, a solid number of hours in one or both of those areas. I think um, you would want to pick one for your essay topic because it would look a little like those are so different while keeping in mind how rare it is to work with like exotics. Do you mean pocket pets or large exotics? Like pocket pets or in a zoo setting, but probably more so pocket pets. Okay. (laughs) I know it's very I think, um, you know, pocket pets is definitely much more realistic. And so you could do that at a small animal general practice in town. Someone who takes care of the pocket pets, you could get that experience that way. The zoo med stuff. Yes, you could go and work in our zoo med department as a volunteer. You could also see the Santa Fe zoo doesn't have a vet on staff. So I would say like go out there, but all you'll be doing out there would be husbandry work unless they got a vet. I don't think they did. For emergency, the great thing about emergency is a lot of practices are starting to have emergency clinics and you can do that on the nights and weekends. So definitely, do you have a mentor in either one of those areas yet? 
No, I have one. Okay, so I'm from Wellington, South Florida. My good friend's dad's an equine vet that I'm going to be shadowing and like working alongside this summer. Okay, love that. That's a great experience. Do you know how many hours you're going to get? Um, no, I have to re-reach out to him. In the summer, he takes, because equine season down here is in the fall time. He right now is in Montana, but he comes back, I think, next week. And then we're going to meet up to discuss more hours. Okay, that's So awesome. hopefully at least like two to three times a week, I'll be doing ride-alongs with him. So two to three times a week. So let's say it's three times a week for the next eight weeks, maybe that's 24 times. And if you do at least four hours per week, you know, you'll have probably like at least 80 hours would be amazing. That'd be great. If you can shoot for a hundred, that would look awesome. And then hopefully he'll write you a letter of recommendation. So then starting in the fall semester, when you come back to school, I would make emergency your priority just because it's going to be easier to get those hours. Then maybe yeah. you can just do zoom it on the side and then just be looking for a mentor in both of those areas. So then you can make your decision. Okay. Okay. What else? I think as of right now, I was going to work or volunteer again at the UF animal hospital and I put down ICU again. So hopefully I can work and find a mentor through one of them. Okay. And then I think I'm going to try to look for like a private practice or a small clinic where I can like work more hours there. Yeah. And then just pick a private practice that does the pocket pets. So then you can see yeah. if you like that. And if it's something you're interested in, I think if you're, do you know what you want your, um, like life to look like after you graduate and you're a veterinarian, like what kind of a lifestyle you want? For a while, I wanted to have my own practice and I was going to minor in like business to see how to do that. But it, that seemed like a lot and maybe not the most attainable. So there's a vet actually, that's also from my hometown. She has a TV show and it's Dr lives like 40 minutes away from me and yeah. so I wanted to look into her practice because she goes to my church too so talking to her wow. but I think she only takes people who have already graduated vet school so maybe after I could reach out and be one of her associate veterinarians okay so does that mean you're hoping for like a nine to five lifestyle do you want to live comfortably like what does that look like oh I've like thought about it but not super in depth I think I'd be fine working like a nine to five job and like living comfortable, being able to pay off like vet school, but also being able to have like, um, not like a hard life that I can go and like go on vacations, provide for my family and be relaxed on a monetary side point. The reason I ask is if you chose to, to do some like pocket pet stuff, that makes you a little bit more marketable because that is becoming so popular. So many people are getting rabbits, guinea pigs, iguanas, snakes, all of that. If you chose the zoo med life, that is, you have to graduate from vet school and then do one to two internships. Like usually I, it could change, but one to two internships, then a three-year residency program. And there's only, you know, 13 to 14 spots available every year for the residency. So like you would be starting your life a lot later. You'd be yeah. in a lot more debt and then you have to pay that off and you'll be making less as a zoo med veterinarian in some situations than yeah. you would as that small animal vet or an emergency vet. So it's important to think about what do I want my life to look like? How long yeah. do I want to wait to start my life? Oh, that's, I definitely did not consider that as much. So I think probably emergency medicine or with pocket pets sounds a lot better. You're in no rush to do this. You could yeah. wait a full year, but you could get out like a Google spreadsheet and you could write like your, let's say you wrote emergency vet, small animal with exotics, and then zoom ed. And then you can put average starting salary and you can see 
what that looks like. And then you would put down amount of debt you would go into going into each of those fields and emergency medicine technically you can specialize in emergency. You don't have yeah. to, but you could. That's another internship and residency program. So in another Excel cell, you could be putting like year starting career because if it was, so you graduate in 2023? Yes. You graduate in 2023, you could be graduating vet school if you got in on the first try in 2027. So if you picked something like small animal, you're starting a career for small animal in 2027. You're not starting your big Zoom Ed career until like 2032, maybe. Oh yeah. So you could write all those things down and then make some decisions based on all of that. And then how long would it take you to pay off your debt with your amount of salary and years? So those are some numbers you could play with. And then when you write your essays, you'll feel much more confident about your career choice. And if you get interviews, you'll feel more confident too. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for that. Sure. Okay, so I'm double majoring in animal sciences and then wildlife ecology and conservation because I also thought after I'd be an established vet for a while that I, I really like helping like others and people around me. So I wanted to work and like volunteer through like a nonprofit with wildlife rehabilitation. And that's why I picked up the second major through WEC. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess my first question is, so in wildlife, tell me about the major. Is it any hands-on work with ant wildlife? What, is the, what are you learning? Right now I took a wildlife of Florida class in the spring. So we learned about native and invasive species and is broken up into mammals, reptiles, birds, and one other category. And we learned about those and how they impacted the environment. And then with this, we have a focus area. So I'd already taken two management classes that were required. So I have a specialization in like wildlife management and we do a lot of field work, but it's more so with like conservation of the land, mm. not necessarily animals. But I can take, we have to take conservation classes. So I have, I think it's large mammal conservation is what I'm taking my junior or senior year. So I'm going to try to take as many animals through wildlife that I can take within that major. Okay. So what I hear you saying is right now, it's been a lot of like didactic, like general knowledge on like the species and then hands-on work on the land piece. But yeah. there are opportunities in the future to maybe get some hands-on animal experience. Yeah. Okay. So I think if I were you, I would get as much hands-on experience as I can. I would see if there's opportunities for like internships at either a wildlife sanctuary or a conservation, like a, an actual conservation. The thing about veterinarians doing wildlife conservation medicine, that is also a very rare breed of veterinarian who does that. If they're doing wildlife conservation, it's a lot of research that they're doing. Um, like, let's say that you're studying the Florida panther, like your field biologists or your, um, your interns or the folks who are on staff, they go out and they do that work and then they bring you back data to analyze. So I just think sometimes undergrads get really pumped about the wildlife conservation and then they don't yeah. know, they're not, it's not as much hands-on field work as they hope. Yeah keep that in mind. Like, are, is any veterinarian coming in to talk to your class or do any of them speak or teach the class? No, you were really right on with that. It's a lot of research. They talk about different people and working for the government and doing yeah. yes. research on large animals. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's the thing is I think, so mark me if I'm wrong, but like a lot of folks in your generation grew up watching like animal planet and like 
seeing all this really cool stuff. And then everyone's like, I want to do it. I want to save them. I want to save the world. But then no one tells you like the people you're watching are some of the only people who are actually doing this super and everybody else is a scientist. So just be realistic. Just know that that doesn't mean that you could never go and do it, but it would definitely be a passion project. It would be like a missions volunteer trip. Yeah. And just, you know, it's, I always remind students, like, think about who owns these animals. Nobody, like they are wildlife. They're doing their own thing. And yeah, we can swoop in and help protect them, but it's going to be on like a research level. Unless you work in the sanctuary, then you'd be doing rehab on the animals that are in there. But again, it's a lot of folks who are not veterinarians. Yeah, that's true. What got you even interested in the wildlife conservation field? Do you not, do you have a moment or a thought of what pushed you towards that? I know. Okay. So one of my good friends has two rabbits and she had the hardest time finding a vet to help her rabbit. So I was like, I want to be there for people who have like birds or snakes. And my family, well, my uncle has like a farm. So I used to go on his farm and we'd like collect snakes every once in a while when they're on the farm and move them around. So I always thought that was exciting. And I never had a fear towards the scarier animals. Mm. So I always thought, oh, maybe I could help the animals that no one else wants to help. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I found that interesting. And then Seeing the one I watched the vet shows with my mom, the doctor, seeing her walk on work on all the different animals, I thought that was exciting because it's not the same thing with dogs and cats every day, like treating for heartworms or for ticks. It was something new, and she needed like her associate vets to help her, and it was just something exciting every day. Yes. Okay. I, okay. This is great. So I think the first part about wanting to help the animals that maybe some folks are turned off by, like the scaly guys or feathers, whatever makes total sense. And you can definitely do that. So that makes a lot of sense to me now. So Dr. Who you potentially have access to. Yeah. And she sees what kinds of animals? She does everything that's not dogs or cats, but they are someone's pets or no. Yes. They're all pets. Okay. So they're all pets, but they're not the typical companion animal. I, if you get access to her, I would want you to ask her how many other vets are doing what you're doing. How did you even get this going? And then we would also tell, ask ourselves, how did she end up with a show? Is it because she's like one of the only people doing what she's doing? Like that makes sense. And then I would just look up her CV, like her resume. Where did she yeah. go to school? What other internships did she do? Like, how did she learn how to take care of those animals? Maybe you did some continued education courses. So I would be looking into all of that. And then just keep in mind for your application, your one goal is to get into vet school. And then you can end up practicing however you want to practice. You don't have to listen to me at all. And you can be like, I don't care. I'm going to go do wildlife conservation. Like you totally could, but you do have to get through the admissions committee first. And they just want to make sure everyone's realistic. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I would also want to know, and you could probably look this up. What percentage of her practice is birds? versus those random cool like ocelots that she might see. Yeah. Because it's probably mostly birds and then every once in a while she gets like a big cat. A cool animal, yeah. yeah. Just finding out how often are we treating these animals is good for yeah. everyone who thinks they wanna do zoo med and exotics and wildlife. Just knowing like it can't be because I wanna put my hands on a tiger. It has to be I'm interested in science. I'm interested in welfare. I'm interested in research. 
it's just the best way to find out is to talk to a couple of veterinarians in the field that you're interested in find out like hey what does this actually look like and what do I have to do to get here okay that's a good point I'll I'll start with doing it the uh that I want to shout out here he has traveled to different Olympics to treat racehorses he's very well known in our area so I'm excited to shadow him yeah and I mean you'll get great insight and experience and then if you had if you told me you wanted to do equine medicine I would tell you shadow him and then go shadow an equine practitioner who maybe does more like general equine work so you can be like okay do I love equine medicine or do I love the racehorse industry or do I love like the ambulatory practice of it because those would be two totally different conversations yeah then when we were talking about like lifestyle and careers, the average starting salary for a small animal vet versus a equine vet, I think right now the difference is like $30,000. So a small animal vet's making like $92,000 a year and an equine vet's making like 60. Okay. So, but the vet that you're going to shadow might be making a lot more if they're taking care of these athletes. So that's another piece too, but that would be even more training to become an expert and well-respected in the field. Okay, that's great. Okay. I will work on all of that. Thank you. <laughs> you are welcome. Good luck. I'm excited to find out which area of vet med you end up picking. <laughs> Me too. Now, now my head's over and I need to, I need to pick one. <laughs> yeah. Just let it digest for a little bit. Yes. All right. Well, let me know if you need anything else. I will. Thank you.